Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Shop Amazon for last minute gifts. Great deals for everyone on your list. Gifts for mom and gifts for dad. Even for your sister and your brother, Chad. Ah, shoot, we didn't realize we were supposed to get a gift for our dog walker guy. We almost forgot about our dentist, Dr. Kerr. We didn't expect to get a gift from her. Or our cousin, I forget his name. He got us something nice, better reciprocate. For last minute deals on gifts for people you forgot. Get past the free shipping at Amazon. Right, one, two, one, two. Yep, we're on. Ready to kick off the show? Yeah, sorry, I'm just texting my proper friends. (laughs) (laughs) The Gossip Gaze. The Gossip Gaze. Coming up this week on the Gossip Gays podcast. We discuss what's got gay Twitter in a frenzy. Billy's getting a moosh over a dock. And Danny's got news that's sure to make a splash. Somebody put your move back in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> can you wear this bed? I need a new bed. Yeah, you can hear it. It's squeaking and shaking. Can you wear it on the show? Some, do you know what? Sometimes, yeah, we're in the boudoir today because Joe's making dinner downstairs, darling. Ooh, I like that accent, darling. <laughs> um, how's your week been? Can I just say, out of all the weeks of 2021, this has been my best week. Because it's fucking sunny. And what the venues are getting back in touch, darling. This is it. It's finally happened. So... That was me clapping, just to clarify, because I know you mentioned boudoir before. It's not that kind of <laughs> show, ain't <laughs> um, Yeah, so some venues let me touch, some new venues, some old venues. I'm very, very excited to be getting back to it, because when they started to reopen last time, they weren't booking the DJs. No. Now they are, because... Because they need, they need the, the people in. They need to keep the people in now, they're full. So they want the good DJs. Absolutely. So, got my new mix out, and... People got in touch, so I'm very excited. More to be revealed soon. Get another mix out then. Well, Get one in fucking Spanish with me Chico Latino on or something. And get some gigs in Spain. Ibiza. So can, yeah, so we can have a holiday. I'm doing Club Kids Ibiza. Yeah, September 8th. Why don't we put it into the universe that... Why don't we just ask Andrew if you can do a gig when you're there? All right, well, we can. It'll probably be a no. I'm sure they've got their own DJs. <laughs> It'll probably be a no. Don't put yourself down before you've tried. That's true. You'll end up in GAY Manchester on a Wednesday night, sticking to the bar for one pound drinks, but 
part hey. of queer culture. What have you been up to this week? And I've got Victoria's Secret from Petty Little Things podcast, among other things. Yeah. Texting me shady shit, <laughs> which I can't say on here. So I'm gonna, I'm so distracted by it. Anyway, I'll reply in a minute. Hang on, let me just reply to Victoria. Victoria, love, I'm literally recording my podcast, so I can't open that right now because I think it could incriminate you. But I love <laughs> you so much. What were we saying? What have you been up to this week? <laughs> so, what have you been up to this week? I have been working like a dog. That's just... Ex- oh, here we go. She's responded. Hang on. Thank God you didn't fucking play that. Um, yeah, don't play that now. Play it later. Because mm, it's juicy. <laughs> <gasps> I told you. So, you're, you're giving me emotions and she's sending me juicy under the table. Right, okay. Anyway, my phone's over there. What was I saying? What have you been up to this week? Right. <laughs> Finally. Fucking hell. <laughs> nothing. That's why. Fuck all. Existing. And having a fitting. What do you mean? A fitting? What a fitting, darling. I've been to see Freak Couture in Manchester. Right. To okay. finish off a design and start it getting made. I, honest to God, I'm spending money I've not got, but it's coming. You're coming out. She's coming out like a bat out of hell. <laughs> I have honestly I'm throwing at return to work. Look, it's so formal. Return to work. It's because that's what they say when you've been off sick. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> a return to work. You've you got to do a return to work because you've been ill. Yeah. But well, everybody this... in the world knows what that is. Well, I would never have known that before now. <laughs> right. So I'm just saying. Right, anyway, you're clarifying for <laughs> So this is me return to work form. Right, and with you. Rhinestones. Body. Mm-hmm. If the, do you want to know the colour palette? Yeah. You're not as interested as me. I'm like, do you want to know this? You're like, oh, Have you got yeah, a swatch? Great. I got a swatch. Have you? We've got mixed fabrics to add depth to the costume, honey. We're going with leather. Right. Neon green, you, black. You're not going to over edit, are you? rhinestones. Over egg what? I'm a fucking drag axe. <laughs> I mean, over edit. And then when you reveal the costume, it's... Oh, yeah. I'll always over egg everything. That's what It'll I mean. be a bit like, oh, right. Is that all she's on about? No idea. <laughs> <laughs> People will be like, oh, right. A bodysuit. Just a, invented. a dog two skirt and a black top. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah. I feel like it's full steam ahead. Back to outdoor gigs. I mean, I've, had, I've announced loads now. Yeah, picnic this... in the park, glitter bomb in the park. Yes, bitch. Tea in the holy tea in the park. Yeah. Why are you laughing because I said tea in the park? <laughs> <laughs> All the London gays will be like, oh, tea? Not Turner. Um, so I just, it's like the long and winding road until we return. Yes. But I am starting working on new tracks. I've realised that I have. I am out of whack. Oh. <gasps> Really? I've had a year off. The throat's gone. Can you still sing? I don't know. Have you tried? Do you sing in the shower or do you do anything? I've been trying to sing a bit lately, but I've not looked after my voice at all. Right. You have to start doing daily steams. Yeah. I'm getting my body physically fit because I thought I can't get back on stage. I don't want to get back on stage and feel... Uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. I want to <laughs> get back and people be like, wow. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I want to do that for me and mm. be the best I can be. And I'm just getting fitter and by getting fitter and just looking after watching what I'm eating, 
I've lost 17 pounds. Woo! Nearly 20. <laughs> um, I don't know what that was. Nearly 20. But I'm just feeling positive and I think when I'm positive and happy... That's what you'll get back. That's what I'll get back, but it's... It just... Life feels better. Of course. The sun's out. Legs and that's out. that's the other thing. Look at me. Browner. I'm brown. You are, actually. I'm actually brown. You've like been on a sunbed, but you're not. You've been in the dark. I've just been working the last two days in the sun. But why the fuck have we got snow next week? Yeah. Global fucking warming. Get Greta on it. Well, we don't need Greta because coming up straight after this little bump bump, got something for you. Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned, 90s <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Gossip Gays FM 97.7. <laughs> We're gay on the airway. The Gossip Gays. I feel like now, I know we just said there's a, there's a like a, what did I say? Uh, like an environment chat. <laughs> There's an environment chat coming up, everybody. Buckle your seatbelts. <laughs> and we're sending litter pickers to your house. Um, but before that... Yeah, I, I feel like the drag race is is like... It's becoming weekly. It just yeah. never stops. It's becoming its own segment on the show. And we said we're not going to do it. But this is just... We have to talk about this really quickly now. Tamisha Iman from season 13... She... Holla at me, I know you know me. Holla at me, I know you know. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Um, she has come out and said that... She did this on an Instagram Live. As soon as her contract ends, it could end at 2.02. And at 2.03, she is coming out and releasing the tea and is going to expose all the behind-the-scenes fuckery as soon as her contract has expired with World of Wonder. What does she mean? Well, I've got a quote. Go on then. Direct from the Instagram Live. Mm -hmm. So to be honest, I don't post these looks because I'm pissed with the way a lot of stuff has went down from the show. Once you look at this particular season, you see a lot of the fuckery that slides and that goes on. It pisses you off. No disrespect to the fans. I'm so grateful for you guys and the support and all of that. Baby, as soon as this contract is up, I can voice my opinion about a lot of stuff that I have seen. Bit later on. I mean, the contract could be up at 12.01 and at 12.02, I'm coming live. Yes, told you. What? Oh, did you just say that? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly... I literally nearly said that word for word. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I didn't know. I was like, I'm going to get the quote up. But she's going to... She is saying she has seen stuff backstage. Now, what did we say about Ginny Lemon last week? Yeah, we said, well... Why would they do it in earshot? But now someone the... from America's come and saying something similar? Maybe there's new producers on the show do, who... Do, 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 do. Maybe there's new producers who come on and just a bit gobby. Do you know what I mean? We don't know. <laughs> what, like, get that fat one from the back in front of them all? <laughs> like know. an old, vile Hollywood director? Maybe. I'd, I'd die. Um... So stay tuned. I think we've just got to wait to see what she says. What do you think? My honest opinion is it's it's a bit of bitterness just flaring up. Mm, and yeah. people trying to have a one-over, if I'm honest. And I'm a, I'm a, t- I'm a Mizaman fan. So, but it makes you look bitter. I think even if you've got these things, there's a power in saying it at the right time. Yeah. And I don't think a threat... I'm going to say it when the contract's up. Uh, it makes you look bitter. They can now do some kind of legal action. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're a big fucking company. You're threatening that as soon as the contract's up, you're going to slander us. Yeah. Here's, a, here's an order that you can't. Yeah. Like, so if it's true and it's big enough and serious enough, there's power into, into knowing when to voice it. And I would never say, don't voice it, hold on to it. And that's not what I'm saying. Yeah. Just to be clear. But I think there is power in saying it at the right time. And she's making herself look bitter and threatening, so... Let's move on with the show, but it was worth a note, right? Absolutely. Right? The Gossip Gaze. All right, let's get to the chunky, funky main part of the show that I wanted to talk to you about today. Hit me with it. What's it? Well, you know, you know, because two days ago, three days ago, I rang you. Mm -hmm. And I said, listen, before we record this week, you need to watch something on Netflix that has got the worst wrong name in history. Yeah, so it's um, Seaspiracy. And the internet has pretty much agreed, why the fuck did they not call it Conspiracy instead of Seaspiracy? And it's a conspiracy about the ocean slash sea, is it not? Well, it's a documentary. I've seen it. (laughs) Is it not? I don't know. (laughs) All right, Lorraine, you've read the book. (laughs) So, well, let's let's discuss it. In it, it, it's firstly, you need to watch it, you, and I think you seriously need to watch it. Do you not? I agree. I think it's. Um, do you know what? I'm just going to be completely honest with you, and I think you said the same thing. Um, <clears throat> I was watching it, and I was like, well, "The world is fucked." Yeah. End of. I don't. I don't feel like there's coming back from this, and it's all basically. It's all about the ocean and how we've completely fucked up the ocean. Yeah, with not just with plastics, but with overfishing is the main thing. Yeah, and it kind of dishes the day on a few things that, to me, are quite frankly shocking. Agreed. So a lot of all of the plastic campaigns in the ocean, when you trace the companies back, they're actually owned by the same companies that own the fishing, and it's basically to divert all our attention away from what they're doing yeah. and putting it all on us. We all need to change the plastics. And there's a lot of statistics in there. And we will dish some statistics to you. Absolutely. But the main thing I took from it, as you said, is no matter what we do now, we kind of have gone a bit far. Yeah. We literally do need to stop, but it's that corrupt and there's that much money to be made. It won't. And it's kind of saddening. You need to watch it. But... Let me just tell you some of the the facts from the show. So 46% of plastic in the ocean is actually... There's a great specific garbage patch and it's like massive islands worth of rubbish that's kind of floating and it's horrendous. Yeah. 46% of the plastic is actually discarded fishing nets and most of the remainder is actually other fishing gear as opposed to what we're doing. Yeah. They dump that much in the ocean daily. So we just see it as we're filling the ocean with plastic straws, but really... And bags on single-use plastic, which we still do need to cut down on. Don't get me wrong, we're not saying not. But there's a bigger problem, which is the fishing gear. Yeah, and they literally, every day, the fishing industry dump and use enough fishing line to wrap around the earth 500 times Mm -hmm. a day. Yeah. There've been reports of slave labour was in the documentary because yes, the fishing industry's corrupt. I mean, corrupt. But the the second biggest thing, and if well, they're on par to be honest. 
shocking that came from it was you it was around the world governments give so we subsidize the fishing industry so we subsidize it and give it 35 billion a year mm-hmm. when it's estimated that it would only cost 30 billion to end and solve world hunger yet our governments are introducing things that we have to do you all have to drive electric cars to help the environment while the same governments are giving money to destroy the oceans yeah and do you know what i mean like there's just so much to unpack but for me we give 35 billion a year to this industry but we could give that instead to solve world hunger this needs to be seen to be believed it needs to be seen i for one um, I didn't eat fish anyway. Um, I love fish and I'm gutted. And some of the other things I learned has, has, has put me off it. Th- what I said to my mum and dad is this isn't something you need to watch because I'm recommending, oh, watch this Chit Creek, it's fab. Yeah. This is something I recommend you watch because it's eye-opening. It's about the world we live in. And I feel like it's something we should know. Yeah. Everybody should know that, that then they can decide afterwards what they're going to do with that information. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Whether Absolutely. you're going to sit on it or you're going to act on it, I feel like everyone just should watch that. So that is my little passion project moment of tonight. <laughs> well, thank you very much and thank you for recommending it. Yeah. I was shook to fuck.com and like I said, not eating fish again. Well, or sushi. Thank you. Strictly Welcome. beef, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Strictly D. Oh, I was going to go then. Who's going to speak first? But it's going to be me. Hi, Sam. It's been a hot minute since we last spoke to you officially on the pod with your voice as well. Yeah, well, my version of a hot minute as well, which lasts way longer than an actual minute, so that's quite accurate, actually. Yeah, <laughs> that is what a hot minute is, though, Sam. A hot minute is like a, a long minute, isn't it? So we need, any, we need, yeah, any length of time. So yeah, yeah. as long as it's before ten minutes, because I've got a kebab on way. <laughs> no, I've not actually. I've not. Sam does train me virtually. Yeah, we met up for a run, and, and me actually now. Yeah, on the side. You got a side trainer, side, Billy. Side hustle. <laughs> I know. Uh, so yeah. you'll be pleased to know, Sam, that I am sticking with my diet. Oh, good. Good, good, yeah. good. And I think it's paying off for you, you know, not to I butter you up. I think it's paying off. I, I honestly, like, I was checking myself out this morning, but this isn't about me. This is about you. So what <laughs> is this week's hot minute about? Yeah, and that's it. It's, it's not even about me. It's about this week. I want to talk about my personal favourite lesbian woman. Who? <gasps> not producer Liv. No, no, it's not Liv. And it was my friend Kate because she got me free Nando's, but she doesn't work there anymore. So she, they've both gone down the ranks, I'm afraid. Right. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, Liv's got a fella, so I don't know why I'm saying that. But, you know, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, more specifically, we're talking about the cinema test, which this woman inspired, which I've been fascinated by, not only because I'm a big cinema fan, but because this test highlights issues around female representation in Hollywood. Um, and don't forget... As men who are feminist, these are some of the things we should be aware of. Okay, Gail, so what what is the cinema test? So we're talking today about the Bechdel test. So the Bechdel test was inspired by Alison Bechdel. She's a famous cartoonist and comic book artist. And the Bechdel test isn't the only thing she's known for. She's more commonly known for long-running 
comic strips. Uh, one of them was called Dykes to Watch Out For. And whoever mm. big thing was a graphic memoir called Fun Home, which was adapted into a Tony winning musical. What's it called? Fun Home. I've never heard of it, but I have heard of the Dykes book. Billy's mum was in that. (laughs) (laughs) um, Joking Trace. But I'm obsessed with one comic strip she made in the 80s called The Rule. So Bechdel was frustrated because she noticed that most films only had one female character and often her plot point would revolve around a man being saved by a man, falling in love with a man, etc, etc. So she made this comic strip. And in the comic strip, one woman asks another woman if she wants to go see a movie. The other woman says that she will, but she only watches films that follow her rule, which comes in three parts. Uh, The first part of the rule is that it has to have more than one woman in it. The second part of the rule is that the two women have to talk to each other. And the third part of the rule is that the conversation can be about anything other than a man. And then the comic book ends with them getting to the cinema, the standing outside, it's showing Rambo. And then the second woman basically says that by following the rule, she's only been able to watch Alien. What? Yeah. Well, this is the thing. It's based, like, it's not that much of a stretch. So this comic book inspired the Bechdel test. Bear in mind, that was in the 80s. Um, but the comic book inspired the Bechdel test, which is used by people as a system to demonstrate the lack of positive female representation in cinema, particularly when it comes to gender disparity in Hollywood. The test follows the same exact rules as the comic book, but there is the added detail as well that the two female characters both have to be named. The first part of the rule is that it has to have more than one woman and they're both named. The two women have to talk to each other and the conversation will be about anything other than a man. So it sounds easy, right? Yeah. Well, the reason I'm so interested in this is because the majority of blockbuster films fail that test. So, for example... Go on. on. No, I was going to say, it sounds like a very simple thing, though. Yeah. So it's just two women having a convo that isn't about a man. And they're both named females within the film. So it can't be like girl number one, girl number two. Yeah. They've got to have a physical name. An IMBD credit. <laughs> but it, so yeah it sounds easy but so many um so many fail the test and it's very interesting seeing what films do and don't pass the test so for example um the avengers fails the test all of the lord of the rings films fail the test casablanca slumdog millionaire the original star wars trilogy all fail but the recent ones pass um the wolf of wall street i mean to be fair the Wolf of Wall Street being sexist, crazy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> still a good film. Uh, La La Land fails <gasps> because what? even though Emma Stone has a group of friends that she talks and sings with, she's the only one who has a name. Ratatouille fails. Finding Nemo fails because they won't shut the fuck up about Nemo. Uh, <laughs> Hang on, but does it apply to characters? So, so it's still like so if it was a fish, yeah, but because, it was still because they're, they're still yeah, if they're gendered female, they still count it as a woman. Because on that exact same topic, Toy Story 1 and 2 also fail. In fact, as a rule of thumb, in 2018, only four of all Pixar films at that point in time actually passed. Wow. In, so from previous years as well? Yeah. What? Yeah. Um, I haven't looked into it because I think Moana came out afterwards and I think Coco came out afterwards. And my gut feeling is I think they pass. Uh, Pixar's been better in recent years for passing they it. They definitely but... pass. Moana definitely passes. I'm a bit of a Moana fan. Do you know what? And I... she has a good few scenes with her grandma. I was just about to say, yeah, yeah but does the grandma have a name? Yeah, I think she, she does. Does she just call grandma? 
you know, like I, I think I think normally that counts. In other films I've seen that have failed and passed the test, even if it is someone's mother and their character name is mother, that does actually count as a name. Even though it maybe shouldn't, that one's up for debate. Um, but the best Oscar wins throughout the years are often used as main examples when it comes to making a point with the test. So, for example, all of the best movie Oscar wins in the 70s, of all of them, only two passed the test. Um, in recent years, it's been better, but of all best movie Oscar wins of all time, only 49% pass. So a minority, just a minority, but still a minority. And in 2016, a third of the highest grossing films all still failed. To me, this is crazy that we've still got films being made today where that's a thing. And secondly, on top of that, Sam, it's crazy that that isn't something I've noticed before. I almost feel ashamed. Well, this is the point of the test. Um, we'll get we'll get onto that. The, the whole point of the test is to just make you realise and to make you a bit more aware when you are watching things. Um, on the bright side, some passes. So The Devil Wears Prada passes. Woo-hoo. The Hunger Games passes. Yes. M- my favourite films, uh, Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Tarantino doesn't have a good history within... Um, <laughs> the Bechdel test otherwise bend it like Beckham passes um the exorcist in fact one thing I noticed is a lot of horror films pass the test presumably because characters are always talking about what's trying to kill them so the same is with Scream and Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> right yeah <laughs> um there are some films that barely pass the test for example in the remake of It if it wasn't for Bev being bullied at the start it would be a fail and in Spider-Man Homecoming, there's a few words exchanged between students in hallways. So it scrapes a pass. Otherwise, they mainly talk about Spider-Man. And some surprising passes, American Pie 2, Anchorman, Shrek and Sausage Party all pass the test. Oh, oh that Sausage Party is a load of shit, mate. I tried to put it, it on one yeah. time and it was on a, it was like some kind of bad trip. It was horrible. Shock factor film. One Cinema in Sweden actually started using the test when advertising films. So they marked which films passed the test or any film that they felt provided a positive story arc for female characters. But did not mark any films that they felt used women as props or failed to include them at all. You would think this now being known, we wouldn't be making real films. Yeah, in you think twenty twenty one. You think that now this is a thing. Just make films that pass the test. <laughs> Do you not yeah, think? <laughs> it, um, some people have commented that the reason for so many fails is due to the lack of women behind the camera in cinema. Okay. So a lot of the time, people don't even realise they're making a failing film because there's a lot of men that don't quite click about this. In 2012, uh, Jennifer Cybound Newton found that of the top 250 films at the time, only 9% were directed by women and only 15% of scripts were written by women. And to paraphrase, she basically said that until more women are telling the stories, you're not going to see an improvement in representation for women. So that's one Makes reason sense. why we're still not fully there um and the other reason i wanted to do this topic as well is because the same applies to lgbt communities so when you look at things like it's a sin pose moonlight shits creek or the trans and non-binary representation we've had on drag race recently that's happened because of queer talent on screens and behind the scenes do you know what i mean yeah it's something for that you know we can think about in terms of representation as well um 
But this is what I was going to say. So be wary, though, because the Bechdel test isn't a test of quality and often does get backlash because some people try to use it as such. In fact, Alison Bechdel admits that she never actually intended for the rules to be a monitor of what's a good or bad film. It's more of a way of highlighting representational issues. She points out that her favourite film, Groundhog Day, fails the test. And the test is flawed in the sense that just because a film fails a test doesn't mean it's necessarily sexist. For example, you can't say that Gravity isn't a feminist film just because Sandra Bullock doesn't talk to another woman because it's a film mm. about her being the lone survivor on a space mission gone wrong. And likewise, for The Imitation Game, which is about our podcast historical favourite, Alan Turing, Woo. that doesn't pass the test. That's not because it's bad representation. It's just that film in particular is following the representation of a game man in wartime. Um, Moonlight as well fails the test. And Moonlight is about um, all about black gay men. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, go there on. There are reasons why it would fail the test even though it's good for representation or good for female representation. The best description I've heard of the test is that it's not an individual judgment of feminism, but it should be used as like a cultural barometer. So basically, it's only an issue when hundreds of films across the board are failing the test, which at the minute is still the case. It's still about 50-50, but it's improved over the years. Wow. I'm actually... Mm. I'm at, I sounded choked. I'm actually choked. <laughs> I'm actually shocked, and and like I said before, almost a little bit ashamed that it's not something I've ever noticed. But you know what? I have a feeling that this hot minute is going to last with me, just like the monkey puzzle treats. Yeah, I agree. Because I'm going to be looking out for this now in the film. I am. Like yeah. when someone says yellow minis, you see on the road yellow minis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm going to yeah. be noticing this now. Yeah, the next it's... film I watch, I'm going to see if it passes the test. It's why it's one of my favourites, because I used to go to the cinema every week with my friend Jade, and she's the one who told me about it, and now I think about it every single time, because it is interesting. But just bear in mind that in modern cinema, um, obviously, representational issues in Hollywood is still a huge thing, which is why people still use the test. Could we take this, like you were saying, for LGBT representation? We could just apply the same rules, but for for gay characters and queer characters, couldn't we? And lesbian characters and... And I bet there'd be even less. I bet there's barely any. Or if there is, they are dubbed a queer LGBT film. Do you know what I mean? Rather than just having a gay character that has another conversation with another gay character. Oh, there'll be hardly any. But it's interesting you say that. Because I touched on before about representation of other groups within film. Um, And that is the other critique of the Bechdel test in recent years, is that it only focuses on disparities between men and women. Um, So there's actually this publication called 538 um, and they've been experimenting on trying to create versions of the test which also include race. So I was quite a fan of the co-version of the test which focuses on how often non-white female identifying characters speak. Unfortunately, once they applied their rules, many more films were failing. In some cases of their versions of the rules, like 100% of the films were failing within like one time period. But I think the takeaway from all of this is that these tests are designed to make you more aware and, you know, by starting a discussion, hopefully there'll be more active approach to addressing representation in film. Do you know what? Thanks, Sam. What a, what a triumphant return of a hot minute. Yeah. That's going to stick with me, that. Good. Now I'm going to go back to having a three-week break. A what? <laughs> a three-week break. A three-week break. I thought you said something else, but I don't. I won't repeat on the show. Sam, <laughs> thank you, as always. Gorgeous producer Sam. Um, if you don't follow Sam already, he's at 
not a Samuel on social media because, well, he's not a Samuel, he's a Sam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks Sam. guys. See you Love later. You. Bye. Bye. The Gossip Gaze. So, gay Twitter has gone off this week i'm off. not even part of gay twitter you know yeah, well I'm, I just, not. I, I'm kind of one of those days that's on the outside looking in on gay yeah. twitter same i don't post and if i try and post i feel like it doesn't get any likes yeah and you then, feel like a gimp like why like am a... i trying to just post to please these gays i don't know exactly it's a little bit clicky it, it is clicky but it's not like where you feel like i do feel part of it and and i'm in on the joke i'm just not voicing the jokes yeah i'm like the audience clapping and laughing and i'm pretty much the same i think like i'm yeah. not in it like there's like cool kids on gay twitter yeah the, yeah the, yeah there's weird, the cool kids. It? how weird it is a bit like high school but well i was thinking it's like a community of twitter people but yeah yeah same diff <laughs> but i don't feel like it's not like mean people <laughs> no oh of course yeah i don't think they're mean i think i think they're lovely and i think they can like help raise awareness on things if you're listening please include us <laughs> oh my god you fucking gimp i mean like it's they can do good They've raised money. They've helped. Pe- they've helped their own out. Yeah, they do. And and it, yeah, it's just been retweet fabulous. this GoFundMe for this queen that wants fucking to get a musical theatre at school or like yeah, shit. yeah, they, they do. do do it. But they also tackle some serious topics. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Tune in this week where we review gay Twitter. <laughs> anyway, it's been fucking going off because. We stand on this podcast, as you know, Little Nas X. Hot he did as as well. I he did it. that track not so long ago, Old Town Road, which was like that was one. his big breakout, wasn't it? And yeah, it, it didn't get anywhere, and it was kind of whitewashed, I think. And then Billy Ray Cyrus was like, "I'm going to release it, but I want this guy on the record." Was all like, "Wow." Yeah, anyway, he got very successful, and then he's released a new track. And for those who don't know, he is a gay male. Oh, he is a gay male. He is though, isn't he? <laughs> yes. Like, he came out and it was a big controversy, but he, he keeps rocking the boat in America. Anyway, mm-hmm. you all know what I'm on about. His new video has come out. He slides down a stripper pole and gives Satan a fucking lap dance. He does. So he does give Satan a lap dance. And it's very... It's... it's I was going to say provocative. It's like... But it, you know what? When But also when you compare it to like whap... And fucking... Oh, right, of course. And even, like, when we were younger, like, fucking Robbie Williams, someone tweeted, I watched Robbie Williams pull his skin and arse off. Like, what? do you remember, what was it, Rock DJ or something? I wanna rock DJ. Whoa. <laughs> Are you a DJ? DJ What Billy was Andrew? that, like, fucking 4 BPM? It was like... <laughs> it was like it was slowed down. Anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that provocative. I just think people see it as provocative because it's gay. But we move on. Yes, that's true. But he's he's come on. out and said, I know we promised to never be that type of gay person. I know we promised to die with this secret, but this will open so many doors for queer people to simply exist. And this was in a note to his 14-year-old self. Yeah. And actually, he's right. If we'd have had, you know, gay people doing just the same thing that we see straight people doing all the time. Mm-hmm. I want to slam your body down and throw it all around or whatever the fucking Spice Girls were singing. Do you know what I mean? Slam your body down and whine it all around. Whine it all around. That's not the lyric. It is. I want to whine it all around. The Spice yeah. Girls don't want to whine nothing. <laughs> 
Are you joking? Slam your body down and wind it all around. That's I want what it, it is. all around. Slam um, your body down. I want it. Really? I whine it. I thought it was like, it's... wind your waist. Was <laughs> <laughs> it not? No? No. Look it up. This is the one no, we're fucking... And whine oh. it. Slam your body down and wind it all around. Wind it? Yeah. I didn't know it was wind it. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it was wind like that. So anyway, slam your body down, whatever, wind it, whatever. We had that growing up. Yeah. Is what we point is. Mm-hmm. But as soon as someone gays do and some are a bit the same, you get all the fucking churches kicking off. Yes. And he's right. If we seen people like that on TV when we were younger, we'd have had less problems coming out. I agree. I think what he's doing is absolutely fabulous. He's got, clearly he's got all the boomers on the back of him, but he's got so much support from so many people all over the Twitter sphere. And high profiles. Yeah. We're talking Adam Lambert. I'm so excited for the explosion Little Nas X has created in his new video. It's been a long time coming, but it just came all over us. It's changing and symbolic and pushes buttons. How refreshing. Great article variety referring to a Variety article about Little Ness X. I loved a tweet that kind of almost looks a little bit like our Gossip Gays logo. Yeah, it does. Stevie's tweeted this picture she's made, and it says, the heteros are upsetros. <laughs> yes. I, I feel like it's what I want to use now when the gays upset the heties. <laughs> the heteros are upsetros. <laughs> like Moira Rose. <laughs> anyway yeah i was gonna say check out the video if you haven't already um it's very exciting that uh we've got such such a queer person i didn't know where you were going with it but yeah in in the limelight doing his own little whap Uh, can i just say as well he did also come out and say because loads of people are saying what about the kids what about my kids they shouldn't be seeing that he came out and said i'm not their parent you should be parenting your child to not watch that because i'm a grown adult and i can do what i I want make my art the way i want to put it and put it out Um, bank on the money yes so i think that's right um check it out bitches the gossip case before we go though bill Mm -hmm. we need to mention our competition still running ticking along in the background over on instagram two meet and greet tickets to glitter bomb in the park it's in maidstone in kent not far from london at all friday the 25th of june bag of chips bimini lawrence cheney danny beard something wong delilah tickles amrick chakna madame mumu kylie on show loads more and more acts being announced that's only the first lineup of and acts. just to, just to also say uh, you can't buy these meet and greet tickets anymore. They're sold out. They're sold out. So the only way to actually get your hands on them now is either buy more expensive ones because somebody might be selling them or <laughs> win them on this show. So head on over to Instagram if you want to win that. We will see you same time, same place next week. Bye. The Gossip Gaze. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm hmm. 